What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the J-Ham Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons and Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John, I'll be the host for this episode of Warhammer Wednesday, where I love to talk about Warhammer 40k 9th Edition and Warhammer 40k Kill Team. Whether or not you are a fan of the game of Kill Team, which is the skirmish-style game, or if you're a big fan of Warhammer 40k 9th Edition, which is your actual war game, you're going to come to find there's a lot of different factions out there, and among them, my favorite is the Astra Militarum. These guys and gals of the Imperium of Mankind are not your super doped up Space Marine soldiers that have gigantic tank armor, pretty much, um, where they can just knock off shells pretty easily, but rather they are the grunts that are out there. They're the closest thing you're going to get to the 21st um, century military, maybe even earlier than that, in the Warhammer 40k universe. But this episode is going to be a quick little episode where I'm going to talk about maybe a one-box purchase that you can do and to convert over and make yourself a small little starting force if you are want to try the game out a little bit, have an opportunity to play with a few different pieces, and you know, you're not necessarily going to win all your games or even possibly even be that competitive or viable, but you can at least play the game or add these guys on to an additional army. So go ahead and join me as we dive on in to talk about the budget way to get started with the Astra Militarum or Imperial Guard for Warhammer 40k 9th edition. Now I think the best box that you can go out and buy for the Astra Militarum if you're not going to buy like the start collecting box and the giant wholesale box but you just want to buy one small box to kind of get your feet wet I would recommend you go pick up the Gene Stealer Colt Brood Brother box. Now to some newer players you might be like okay well that's Gene Stealer Colts right so you can't play them well technically you can. The box itself is technically used for Gene Stealer Colt Brood Brothers, which is kind of like their own little regiment within the Astra Militarum that can be played with Imperial forces or can be played with the Tyranid or, you know, Gene Stealer factions. But the main reason that I picked this box up is because I'm a big fan of the Cadian Army type. Now, Cadians, they have a specific kind of like functionality, they have their flak armor. And they really look like an organized military that you would see in kind of a sci-fi universe. It's like a weird, like, alien colonial marine kind of vibe. Or, like, maybe the, um, the, the marines from, you know, Halo. They kind of have, like, a weird blend that really makes them feel like they are still humanity. But also a little bit sci-fi, but not necessarily so stinking advanced that you're like, wow, I don't know what in the world they're using. In the Brood Brother box, what you get is you get a, um kind of an upgrade sprue that if you want to change out some heads and add some like knives and like frag grenades for the gene stealers you can do that if you want to to make them look like the brood brothers but the rest of the box is essentially two cadian sprues so you get two five-man sprues that can build you you know a sergeant a piece a box caster a piece a grenade launcher a piece a frag grenade or not frag grenade but a flamer a piece and overall it's a pretty solid box chances are you're probably going to use that sprue for 10 models though and then on top of that, you get a really amazing little add-on in the Heavy Weapons Squad platform. Now, Heavy Weapons Squads don't normally come in this box. You have to go out and buy its own box, which is like a $60 box, and you get three Heavy Weapons Squads. Now, for some, you might be like, okay, that's a pretty decent deal, actually, especially if I'm not planning on playing a bunch of Heavy Weapons Squads, or maybe I just like want one, then this is a good kit for you to go pick up for playing Astra Militarum. 
But this box right now, retail price is $42 directly from Games Workshop. And I think for getting a full 10-man infantry squad plus a heavy weapons platform and some upgrade heads if you really want them, it's a really good kit for you to go pick up. Otherwise, you might be able to sell some of the stuff out of the box that if you're not planning on using a heavy weapons squad but you want to sell it, that's fine. You can do that. Or you can be like a bunch of other people that have sold those Gene Stealer Cult upgrade head sprues. Now, when you look at what is in the kit, you actually get enough for 12 Cadian bodies to build yourself up a force. Now, typically, that's more than what you get in the normal Cadian Shock Troop Infantry Squad box, which is $50. So you're already getting a discount compared to the $50 one, and you also get more bodies that you can throw into the field, which you want with Astro Militarum. So let me go ahead and talk to you about how I built up my different detachments to get me started with playing the Astro Militarum and what I would recommend you actually do if you're wanting to get started very cheap and very easily with the Astro Militarum using this box. So if you're like me and a lot of players out there, you probably got started playing the game 440k utilizing Space Marine haven't this is your first box or first purchase welcome to the guard you are one of the brave people that did not start with space marines because of this i bought a couple different boxes i had a ton of space marines as my primary force and i had death guard as my other and so i decided hey you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to make myself a small little supplement to add on my space marines so as a mad lad i utilized my one brood brother box to act as a separate detachment for the space marines now because the kit comes with 12 models, I did, decided just to go and make myself um, as much as I could out of the one box. So I created a company commander and I was utilizing a Vanguard detachment as my detachments. So in Warhammer 40k, if you're building up a list, you have to put them in a detachment. Your detachments, in most cases, make sure that people aren't spamming too many of like one specific model, they're not going super overboard, it kind of keeps things as fair as possible. So for me, what I decided to do was I built myself a company commander as my one HQ battlefield role. I utilized the sergeant bits and I just painted them up differently. I gave them some different like gold and some ornaments and stuff to make them actually look like, you know, a company commander, somebody who would stand out from the normal infantry. I then made him a command squad, which is a squad of four veteran guardsmen. They just look like standard guardsmen. You can give them some other like colors and stuff if you want to, but they have a wide variety of things they can take. They can take special weapons. They can also include a heavy weapons team. And that is what I did is I included that heavy weapons team that comes in the Brood Brother box in my command squad. So that's two guys right there. I created a guy that kind of like was kit bashed with a med pack. So I utilized the grenade launcher little pack that you get on those sprues, painted up a little bit differently, gave them like the Red Cross logo and stuff and said, yeah, he's a medic with a med pack. And then I was like, well, I don't really need a box caster. So I decided not to use a box caster at the time. And I decided to give another guy a flamer in case somebody wanted to get close. I wanted to be able to automatically hit them with those flamer shots. And that was kind of my big goal. My plan was I was just going to leave that little command squad in the backfield and just be bombarding my opponent from out of line of sight and just having some fun that way and taking care of some of the cheap chaff so my space marines can focus on the bigger portion. I then was saying, okay, I had five models used there. I have seven models left. So I made myself a master of ordnance using one of the box casters and some of the leftover arm bits from the heavy weapons team. And I kind of had him pointing off and had him holding a pair of binoculars. And that was kind of how I utilized my master of ordnance. If you guys don't know, master ordnance is a single elite model. Um, you bring him to the battlefield and just like being an elite model, you have to have at least three of them for your Vanguard detachment. So I said, this is perfect. One model, 
as an elite unit, I'll use that. So he has the artillery barrage ability, which allows him to call in an artillery strike from outside of the battlefield, almost equivalent to what a basilisk shot would be, and just uh, destroy some of your opponent's heavier stuff or maybe some of their weaker chaff infantry, uh, maybe even some like just normal space marines, because I figured, hey, that's probably what I'd be going up against. And uh, yeah, I really do enjoy this model. I know a lot of people give him flack for his abilities because he's some people say that he's overpriced for what he actually does. But I think it's kind of cool. I like him. I always like to have at least like one of those in my armies just because I love the way his rules work. I think he's pretty cool to have on there too as like a single model objective holder if I really need him to. And again, like my mortar team, he does not require direct line of sight. So I can stick him in the back of the battlefield, hidden behind a bunch of terrain and cover, and fire upon my opponent. And then I use my last six guys to make three standard guardsmen with last guns and three guardsmen, two of which had a grenade launcher, the other one had a flamer, or flamethrower, to be a special weapon squad, my final elite choice I needed to make the vanguard detachment work. Um, effectively, they're six dudes, they are basic guardsmen as far as their profile goes, but I felt like these were going to be my kind of heavy hitter, hitters for my Asher Militarum that could move around the battlefield, um, move and advance, and then be able to still shoot their weapons since all of them have the assault profile. Now, they are somebody my uh, company commander would shout some orders at to make him shoot a little bit better or get back in the fight and the rest of that too, or first rank fire, second rank fire because of the last guns. But honestly, I didn't think that they were going to be really good as far as a force multiplier. I just thought they'd be a nice little addition to provide some extra firepower for my guard force and be able to give me, you know, four units to move around the battlefield. And honestly, I really did enjoy them. They worked out about as well as I thought they were, which was not going to be very good. They were the cheap chaff. My, they were my small little planetary defense force that that's what I call them or my chapter serfs. And uh, yeah, I would not recommend that if you're getting started with guard to, to go that route unless you already have space marines taking out the bulk of your army. But that is what I did. Let me go ahead and tell you what I think you should actually do. So let's take a second here and kind of ignore what I did and don't follow down that path unless you really, really want to. But I would say this is what you should do with your Brood Brother box. You're going to go through and you're going to build yourself a company commander. I, use, I would recommend that you utilize the, uh, the helmetless screaming head to be your company commander to help him make look different than the rest of the models on the board. Um, I would give him the Laz Pistol Chainsword combo, just like before, like I mentioned, um, and give him some different like little doodads if you happen to have things in your bed box, or just paint him up differently. Give him some different gold, or give him some lines, or some different transfer sheets that make him look like, hey, he's the head honcho around here. I would then use my extra 12th model and a box caster and the extra little bits of the arms um, from the heavy weapons team to make the Master of Ordnance again as an elite option. Now, you don't have to do this, but I personally, again, really like this model, and I think it's a pretty good thing just to add in to give you a little bit of extra oomph um, to be able to sit back on an objective and hold it in your back line if need be, um, if your opponent's not going to be charging up and taking you out. And it's just a good little, like, one-off, like, hey, I'm going to bombard you from off of the battlefield and help kind of wear your guys down a little bit. Again, this list is not going to win you tournaments. It's probably not going to win you very many games, but it's a cool little flavor win in my opinion, and I really do like including him in that elite slot. So you still have 10 guys left over. You have your heavy weapon squad, and you've got yourself eight more guardsmen left over. So I utilize my heavy weapons team 
And uh, I personally made the auto cannon, but I think if you were getting started and you were going to start your army, one of the most flexible heavy weapon choice that you could, I would go with the missile launcher. It has the frag and the crack missile profiles, so you can either target some um, heavier armored stuff or you can take on some lighter infantry. I would then build your sergeant with a chainsword last pistol, so because you get two of those on each of the sprue, he's going to look fairly similar to your company commander, but you're going to give him the helmeted head to make him fit in with the rest of the squad. Maybe give him like a red shoulder pad or something to help differentiate him from your normal squad outside of the uh, equipment that he's carrying around. That's how I do it. I give him like a little red shoulder pad, but that is how I would say, yeah, this guy is a sergeant, not a company commander, and he fits within my squad and makes him really work. I personally am a big fan of the Voxcaster. It's not going to work very well in this list, but I do like to bring them because I like the way they look. I played a lot of kill teams. So that's kind of why I had the Voxcasters available, but honestly, you could just keep it on hand. You don't have to build a LAS gun dude with that one, but just kind of keep in mind that you can do that if you want to. Another option that you can do that I recommend is getting a hold of a special weapons guy in your team. Now, you can do a little bit of kit bashing. You can make yourself a snipe rifle by cutting off some different um, you know, bits and bobs here and there and give him like a sniper scope and an extended barrel to make him look like he has a long las. Pretty decent choice on that side. Otherwise, what you could decide to do is say, hey, I'm gonna actually bring my guard and I'm gonna give them a grenade launcher or a flamer. Now the grenade launcher is a really good one because like the missile launcher, it is a versatile weapon. You can use it for fighting um, heavier armored targets or elite targets with their crack um, grenade profile, which you can still fire. Or you can utilize the frag to take on some of those smaller chaff models. So if depending on what military or army you're going up against, you might want to bombard them with frag missiles and frag grenades utilizing your uh, different weapons there. Otherwise, you might want to use the crack profile to provide yourself some armor piercing and provide you with some pretty decent uh, just damage output overall. But that is the method that I would choose as far as choosing the most versatile weapon because I don't know what opponent I'm going to go up against. Now, if you're list tailoring, you're like, oh, I'm going against pure infantry or guys that want to get up close and personal with me, the flamer is not a bad choice because it automatically hits. Not to mention, if somebody wants to charge you, you can just see how many shots you'd make in Overwatch if you want to with your squad and just kind of burn them alive as they're charging at you. But I like the versatility that I can either take out some more elite or armored foes with the crack, you know, ability or I can take on more of the squishy mobs and hordes with the frag grenade profile. But that's how I would build up my squad. They'd give the rest of them las guns. If I want to give a Voxcaster one of them, because maybe you like Ash Militarum, you're going to build more squads with Voxcasters to get the most out of your voice of command and those officer orders, then yes, definitely go ahead and build yourself some Voxcaster if you want to. But just for this build, it's not really going to make much sense to have it there other than just trying to rack up some points. And that will get you seven power level right there out of one box, and you still get yourself a patrol detachment. Now, patrol detachment, that is what you have to play if you're playing combat patrol, the smallest version of Warhammer 40k match play. Requires you to have at least one troop and at least one HQ, and you get that with the infantry squad being your troop, your company commander being your HQ, and you can have up to two of pretty much everything except the troops, you can have three. So it gives you plenty of room to kind of build upon and add some different models to the kits um, and add models to your army as you kind of see fit, but you're not just stuck into saying, oh, I've got a bunch of worthless elite models that I'm not gonna use. And I'll be honest with you, what I was telling you about earlier as far as how I built them initially, I ended up taking them apart and I also just kind of use them resource-wise to essentially build myself multiple infantry squads just using the specialists that I built, like the grenade launchers and the box casters and everything. So 
yeah, looking back on it, this is how I would actually have built it if I was being smart. And I said, listen, I like playing the Astro Militarum. This is going to be my army, and this is how I'm going to roll things. So now that you kind of get that understanding, let's talk about next purchases and things I would recommend you buy if you want to try and get up to that combat patrol level off of this one purchase. So what is the next purchase I recommend you make? Well, honestly, the sky's the limit. I think that whatever route you wanna go with, you have fun. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan that if you wanna just go through and get yourself up to that combat patrol level, try to keep it a little bit easier for yourself um, as far as not having to make a bunch of purchases. And maybe, yes, you're gonna spend a little bit more money up front, but maybe you're gonna save some money long-term. I'm a big fan of that Start Collecting Astro Militarum box because in it, you're paying $95 retail for it, but you're getting like $135 worth of goodies in there. So you get yourself your Lehman Rust Battle Tank, which by itself is 60 bucks. Then you also get yourself um, your infantry squad plus that heavy weapons team. So I would say that's about the equivalent of it being a Brood Brother box without, you know, the special like heads and upgrade sprue for the Neophyte Brood Brother guys. So I'd say like, like that's another $42. So that's got you over that $100, you know, threshold. And then of course the common starter that's in it is 35 bucks by himself. So you get yourself pretty decent savings by going this route, especially if you're planning on using everything. Now, that's if you're going to use everything. I know a lot of people don't use commissars, so you might never do it. You might be like, well, this isn't really worth my money. Or maybe you're like, oh, I'll probably only use like the infantry squad out of this, then don't buy the start collecting box. If you're playing like a pure infantry guard list, that's fine. Play a pure infantry guard list. If you don't like the tanks, then that's fine. If you only like the tanks, well, that's fine too. Start kind of building your list around that idea. But if I were in your shoes, the way I would feel it is that I would build myself a tank commander, which will take up another HQ slot, and then have my company commander, which is able to issue out two voice of command abilities. Then you also have your infantry squad you already built from the Brood Brother box originally, and you're gonna build yourself another infantry squad. I would try to make it the same exact loadout as your other one, just for that like critical mass of everything. And there you go, now you've got two troops rather than just the one. So you can order them around thanks to that uh, voice of command senior officer ability. Then you get yourself just a standard commissar in the elite slot and that uh, master of ordnance I was talking about earlier in the elite slot. And right there, you've got yourself 25 power level and depending on how you kit out your um, tank and how you kit out your infantry squads, well, you'll get pretty stinking close if not right on the money for that 500 points. The other route that I've been kind of toying around with and looking at too, is also the idea of maybe going down the route of just buying myself another Brood Brothers box and saying, hey, well, there you go. Now I've got two infantry squads and building it exactly the same. So you have two company commanders, two troops in the infantry squads, and then two elites in your masters of ordinances. And there you go. That's a pretty decent army. You got yourself six different units to run around and it's not the 500 points because then what you're going to do is you're going to go pick up um, two chimeras that you can buy them separately if you want to. Chimeras are the dedicated troop transports, um, but like the infantry squad, they don't fall under that rule of three. So you can have as many of these as you really want to. And you can, you know, kit, kit them out with like heavy bolters or their multi like laser arrays. Um, I'm also a big fan of making them similar to their hellhounds where you give 
them a heavy flamer on their hull and you give them a heavy flamer on their uh, turret and you've got yourself a close combat burn the opponent as best as you can and try to explode their lines kind of vehicle while your infantry squads are running around and taking those objectives your master of ordnance is bombing people from outside the battlefield and that's kind of a cool way to go and again you got yourself that 25 power level um i think it's actually 24 power level is what you'll have sitting right there out of those four purchases but again that's four purchases over time that you're going to making and yes while each purchase is going to be smaller than going out and buying that start collecting box if you go this route you're going to feel like i'm going to use everything that i have in this kit you know that's one thing i ran into a problem with my space marines is that i went and i bought the no no fear box because i really like the captain in it because um, I wanted that HQ unit and I really wanted the Inceptors as well too for my fast attacks. So I thought that was really cool and I got some more Intercessors which I really did enjoy too but I don't like the Hellblasters really. They weren't really my jam. I love the Eliminators. So had I had a chance to go through and buy those sets separately I definitely could have and eventually I did buy some Eliminators but I kind of learned the things that I liked and then what I didn't like in my armies. And so I would say you do the same thing too. If you love Sentinels and you want to go that fast attack route, go Sentinels if you want to. If you're going to be crazy like me and say, oh, I want to have a Wyvern because I think they look really cool and I love being able to roll um, 4d6 shots to see how many of these bad boys I get to shoot off, then that's a totally awesome idea to go with that as well too. But again, the sky's the limit for you and however you want to build your army, kind of focus on that. And if you're taking it one step at a time, buy your next set and then say, okay, now what am I weak with? You know, you might have two infantry squads, a couple of company commanders, might have yourself a couple of master of ordnance, but you're like, okay, I've got some guys to hold objectives, but I have nothing that packs a punch. What should I bring to pack a punch? You might bring a tank. You might bring a basilisk or a wyvern. You might bring yourself heavy weapon squads with a bunch of las cannons or missile launchers. It's kind of up to you, again, on how you want to support your army and how you want to play it. But that's what I have for you as far as getting started on your very first purchase and building yourself Ashton Militarum on a budget from a start. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this and I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to this one. I know it went a little bit longer than I expected it to, but I'll see you on the next JM special. Bye.